0: Good day, friends. It's October 30th, a great day in which we can be meditating upon God's goodness and faithfulness to all generations. This is the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we read consecutive portions of the Bible, making our way through all 66 books in a year. We also spend time unpacking the significance of what we have read and point out important highlights. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts. And my heart has been made full this morning, singing the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And we come to that passage of Scripture in our reading today. This recognition of God's faithfulness can be found even in times of lamentation and sorrow. In fact, this is where we find it in the Bible, in the Old Testament book of Lamentations. As we read through the Scriptures, let us focus on God's character and His mercies. The perfections of God's character can be found in the radiance of His glory and the exact representation of His nature in the person of His Son, our Lord Jesus. We will learn more of His supremacy over all as we start reading the book of Hebrews in the New Testament today. So let's get started on today's excursion by reading the Old Testament portion from the book of Lamentations, beginning with chapter 3. Great is your faithfulness. LAMENTATIONS CHAPTER 3 I AM THE MAN WHO HAS SEEN AFFLICTION UNDER THE ROD OF HIS WRATH. HE HAS DRIVEN AND BROUGHT ME INTO DARKNESS WITHOUT ANY LIGHT. SURELY AGAINST ME HE TURNS HIS HAND AGAIN AND AGAIN THE WHOLE DAY LONG. HE HAS MADE MY FLESH AND MY SKIN WASTE AWAY. HE HAS BROKEN MY BONES. HE HAS BESIEGED AND ENVELOPED ME WITH BITTERNESS AND TRIBULATION. HE HAS MADE ME DWELL IN DARKNESS LIKE THE DEAD OF LONG AGO. HE HAS walled ME ABOUT SO THAT I CANNOT ESCAPE. HE HAS MADE MY CHAINS HEAVY. THOUGH I CALL AND CRY FOR HELP, HE SHUTS OUT MY PRAYER. HE HAS BLOCKED MY WAYS WITH BLOCKS OF STONES. HE HAS MADE MY PATHS CROOKED. HE IS A BEAR LYING IN WAIT FOR ME, A LION IN HIDING. HE TURNED ASIDE MY STEPS AND TORE ME TO PIECES. HE HAS MADE ME DESOLATE. HE BENT HIS BOW AND SET ME AS A TARGET FOR HIS ARROW. HE DROVE INTO MY KIDNEYS THE ARROWS OF HIS QUIVER. I HAVE BECOME THE LAUGHING-STOCK OF ALL PEOPLES, THE OBJECT OF THEIR taunts ALL DAY LONG. HE HAS FILLED ME WITH BITTERNESS. HE HAS SATED ME WITH WORMWOOD. HE HAS MADE MY TEETH GRIND ON GRAVEL AND MADE ME COWER IN ASHES. MY SOUL IS BEREFT OF PEACE. I have forgotten what happiness is, so I say, My endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it, and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, Never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him let him put his mouth in the dust, there may yet be hope, let him give his cheek to the one who strikes, and let him be filled with insults, for the Lord will not cast off for ever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. To crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, To deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit, the Lord does not approve. Who has spoken and it came to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? Why should a living man complain, a man about the punishment of his sins? Let us test and examine our ways, and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. You have wrapped yourself with anger and pursued us, killing without pity. You have wrapped yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You have made us scum and garbage among the peoples. All our enemies opened their mouths against us. Panic and pitfall have come upon us, Devastation and destruction. My eyes flow with rivers of tears because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes will flow without ceasing, without respite, until the Lord from heaven looks down and sees. My eyes cause me grief at the fate of all the daughters of my city. I have been hunted like a bird by those who were my enemies without cause. They flung me alive into the pit. AND CAST STONES ON ME. WATER CLOSED OVER MY HEAD. I SAID, I AM LOST. I CALLED ON YOUR NAME, O LORD, FROM THE DEPTHS OF THE PIT. YOU HEARD MY PLEA. DO NOT CLOSE YOUR EAR TO MY CRY FOR HELP. YOU CAME NEAR WHEN I CALLED ON YOU. YOU SAID, DO NOT FEAR. YOU HAVE TAKEN UP MY CAUSE, O LORD. YOU HAVE REDEEMED MY LIFE. YOU HAVE SEEN THE WRONG DONE TO ME, O LORD. JUDGE MY CAUSE. You have seen all their vengeance, all their plots against me. You have heard their taunts, O Lord, all their plots against me. The lips and thoughts of my assailants are against me all the day long. Behold their sitting and their rising. I am the object of their taunts. You will repay them, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. You will give them dullness of heart. Your curse will be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them from under your heavens, O Lord. And this concludes our reading from the Old Testament passage from the Book of Lamentations. And now, as is our custom, let's take a few moments to think about what we just read. The prophet, most likely here Jeremiah, laments the tragedy of Judah's fall in 587 B.C. During the siege of Jerusalem, conditions were so bleak that the starving people resorted to cannibalism in lamentations chapter 2 verse 20 the writer recognizes that this horrific situation is a result of people turning away from god the wages of sin is death romans chapter 6 verse 23. the hand of the lord laid heavily upon the rebellious people and there seems to be no relief in sight the prophet makes his complaint to the lord because he knows that these judgments have come upon them from his hand In these judgments we get a taste of the divine wrath against sin that Jesus bore on the cross. The prophet reports the judgments in chapter 3 as if they were all being borne by one man. In Lamentations chapter 3 verses 1 through 21, the prophet is putting himself in the place of the nation. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. This man who puts himself as a substitute for the nation is mindful that God's goodness is behind the righteous judgments that have now fallen upon him and that God will ultimately bring about the redemption he has promised. In verses 21 through 26, he says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning great is your faithfulness the lord is my portion says my soul therefore i have hope in him the lord is good to those who wait for him to the person who seeks him it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the lord lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 through 26 this is a glimpse into the savior's soul It may surprise you that the context of the words that inspired the wonderful hymn of praise, Great is Thy Faithfulness, is expressing the mind of the sin-bearing substitute, as he bore the judgment of God's people upon himself, the tragic calamity of Jerusalem's destruction. The God who brought the curses of Deuteronomy 28 upon them would also bring about the restoration promised in Deuteronomy chapter 30. So it shall be, when all these things have come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind in all nations where the Lord your God has banished you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey Him with all your heart and soul, according to all that I command you today, you and your sons, then the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Deuteronomy 30, verses 1-3 God's discipline upon the people of Judah is the work of a loving Father. According to God's method of external chastisement for sin, Judah is going to have a 70-year time out for its many transgressions. The prospect is that they would come back to their covenant responsibilities to walk as the people of God. It is good for a man that he should bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone and be silent since he has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust; perhaps there is hope. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 27 through 29. The Lord has his purposes in these severe dealings. In Hebrews chapter 12 verses 10 and 11 we read, He disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. God's discipline is not without good purpose. He has the people's best interests in view. He wants them to turn back to Him and be restored to fellowship. For the Lord will not reject forever, for if He causes grief then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving-kindness. For he does not afflict willingly or grieve the sons of men. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 31-33 In all these dealings, God is a good sovereign. He is in control. Who is there who speaks? And it comes to pass, unless the Lord commanded it. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both good and ill go forth? Why should any living mortal, or any man, offer complaint in view of his sins? Our punishments for sin are deserved. The wonder is that mercy has triumphed over judgment at the cross, and guilty, hell-deserving sinners can be justly pardoned by a holy God. Although the writer of Lamentations is unnamed, it is difficult to deny that Jeremiah is the author. The echoes of the weeping prophet are heard in these pages. My eyes pour down unceasingly, without stopping, until the Lord looks down and sees from heaven. My eyes bring pain to my soul because of all the daughters of my city. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 49-51 The sufferings described here sound like those experienced by Jeremiah. And once again, they foreshadow the sufferings of Christ in Lamentations chapter three, verses fifty-five through sixty-three. The final three verses are a cry for vengeance. Notice that this acrostic poem is three times the length of the others. This is because in the original Hebrew, this poem is a triple acrostic. The first three verses begin with the letter Aleph, the Hebrew equivalent of A. The next three verses begin with the equivalent of the letter B. This continues for each of the twenty-two letters. Whereas the first, second, and fourth chapters are acrostic poems with twenty-two verses each, each first beginning with the sequential letter of the alphabet, the third poem, as a triple acrostic, has sixty-six verses. Now let's move on to our next reading in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews. And we start with Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. The Supremacy of God's Son Hebrews chapter 1 Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. like a robe you will roll them up, like a garment they will be changed, but you are the same and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? And this concludes our reading from today's portion from the New Testament from the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is written to dissuade Jewish church members from retreating to their old-time religion of Judaism. It is likely that at this time Jews in the synagogues were offered greater protection from persecution than those identifying publicly with Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. Perhaps the trouble that accompanied identification with Jesus the Messiah was more than what they bargained for. The writer makes a very clear argument that that the Old Testament was full of foreshadowings of Christ. The New Covenant was better. To retreat to the apparent safety of Judaism, after seeing that the expected Messiah has come in Jesus of Nazareth, is akin to wanting to eat the menu at the restaurant instead of the delicious meal at Pictures. God is the first word in the book of Hebrews, and He has revealed Himself fully and finally in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1-4. through 4. The writer superbly describes Jesus' deity and perfect humanity. And He is the radiance of His glory and the exact representation of His nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he inherited a more excellent name than they. The word better is used thirteen times in this book of thirteen chapters. The writer shows the superiority of Jesus Christ and the perfection of His way of salvation over the types and foreshadowings of the Old Testament and the Hebrew system of religion. The writer will give reasons for the superiority of Christ as the anti-type, or the fulfillment of the Old Testament types. Jesus is the substance of which these Old Testament pictures were but shadows. Another word that is repeated in this book is perfect. The Greek word translated perfect is used fourteen times, and it describes the absolute sufficiency of Christ's finished work of redemption, which He perfectly accomplished on the cross. For the law, since it has only a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very form of things, can never, by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year, make perfect those who draw near. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. Those who believe in the person and work of Christ are granted the free gift of a perfect standing before God. Hebrews 10, verse 14 reads, For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. As the writer describes the superiority of Jesus Christ over the angels in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 4 through 14. We learn that among their many functions the angels are appointed to be ministering spirits to those men and women, boys and girls, who are heirs of salvation. But to which of the angels has he ever said, "Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet?" Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Hebrews chapter 1 verses 12 through 13. Now let's move on to our next stop in our Bible reading tour to the book of Psalms. And reading Psalm 102 today will be Peter Healy. We read verses 1 through 28. Psalm 102 Hear my
1: prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. All the day my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. For I eat ashes like bread, and mingle tears with my drink. Because of your indignation and anger, for you have taken me up and thrown me down, my days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height. From heaven the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, and in Jerusalem his praise, when peoples gather together and kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength in midcourse. He has shortened my days. O oh my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days. You, whose years endure throughout all generations, Of old you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you.
0: Psalm 102 is one of the seven penitential psalms, the others being Psalm 6 32, 38, 51, 130, and 143. The first person singular is used I, my, and me. The psalmist is pouring out his personal complaint. In the first section, in Psalm 102, verses 1 through 11, in a similar fashion to what we read in Lamentations, we see what is being felt is a punishment from God coming upon one man, and yet this man waits in hope, expectant of God's favor coming to rest upon Zion. Notice the description of one who is alienated from fellowship. The psalmist gives us a picture of the loneliness that comes from separation from God and others. I resemble a pelican of the wilderness. I have become like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I have become like a lonely bird on a housetop. Psalm 102, verses 6 and 7. In the central portion, Psalm 102, verses 12 through 22, there is no reference to this person, only to the Lord, His throne, His compassion, the nations, the kings of the earth, and the rebuilding of Zion. Psalm 102, verse 21, anticipates the glorious purpose of the kingdom age, that men may tell of the name of the Lord in Zion and His praise in Jerusalem, when the peoples are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. In verse 23, the personal pronouns return, but now, instead of pouring out a complaint, the psalmist is seeing the unfolding of an eternal plan and putting his hope in it. The children of your servants will continue, and their descendants will be established before you. Psalm 102, verse 28. We are reading in verses 25 through 27 what was quoted in our New Testament reading today in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Of old you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you endure, and all of them will wear out like a garment, like clothing you will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27. And now for our final stop on our Bible reading tour today, we go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 26, verses 21 through 22. Once again, the writer of Proverbs is addressing the sins of the tongue. As charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Are you a relational fire-starter or a fire-fighter promoting peace? Whispering, the sin of gossip, seems harmless, perhaps even popular at the time, but it contaminates internally as well as being externally destructive. Let's go before the Lord in the light of what we have learned from His Word today. How excellent is Your name in all the earth, O God! You reign in righteousness. Your judgments are just and true. Your covenant love is demonstrated in the profound mercy shown to us at Calvary by our faithful sin-bearing substitute. Lord Jesus, thank You for enduring the cross and the punishment due our sin on our behalf. Your steadfast focus on the joy set before you, the full satisfaction of the Father and the reconciliation of sinners to yourself, caused you to despise the shame and press on in perfect obedience. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for your many comforts and the ministry of your secret agents, the angels assigned to the heirs of salvation. Keep us from opting for the apparent comforts and conveniences of compromise, and make us bold witnesses to your perfect salvation. In Jesus' name, Amen. So many wonderful pictures of Christ in our reading today. I look forward to continuing the book of Lamentations and the book of Hebrews tomorrow and moving on to Psalm 103. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at podcast at newlife.org. And you can also learn about the ministries of New Life Community Church and how you can support our outreach by going to our website, newlife.org. And you can also subscribe there for a daily email with a written copy of our commentary on each day's Bible reading. Also, you may be interested in New Life Fine Arts, theater you can believe in with the gospel at the core, tickets are now on sale for our musical theater adaptation of john bunyan's classic the pilgrim's progress it's the musical celestial city and it opens on december 9th you can purchase tickets and get details by going to our website newlifefinearts.org may the god of grace who has demonstrated his love to us in giving the gift of his son Sanctify us all through the renewing of our minds, the washing of his word, and the work of his spirit, continually knitting our hearts together in love. And may the God of peace, who established peace through the work of his Son, fill and fully flood you with the spirit of peace. Shalom.